Thank you for calling the Insomniac's Almanac. If you know your party's extension, you may dial it at any time. Please listen to the following options. If you would like to contribute to the events of the week, please press 1 to speak with Mary Ackerman. This week's theme is, Why do you lie? The Almanac wishes to inform you that any confessions of guilt to the robbery of the Sutton Flower Shop will regretfully be reported to authority. If you would like to speak to someone about the restless rendezvous of the week, please press 2 to speak with Taj Hussein. The restless rendezvous will take place this Tuesday starting at moonrise. The Fox Rose Metro Park Zoo will be opening its doors for us for a discounted price to mingle with nocturnal animals. If you want a chance to feed the zoo's sugar gliders, please bring your own strawberries. If you would like to submit an art piece to the Almanac's monthly publication, please press 3. We remind our readers that we cannot necessarily return any artwork submitted to us. It either goes into the almanac or into the void of Katrina's cubicle. Please be rest assured that your creations are well pampered. If you would like to ask about our forecast for this week, please dial 4 to speak with Aster Yuezheng. Crop circles of dubious shapes and origins have appeared on the fields near Owl Grove. Airlines have reported that the crop circle's shape seems to depict a Japanese emoticon that experts say represents the Lenny face. Please stay tuned for further development. If you have questions with submitting an idea to our ironically named bedtime story program, please dial 5 to speak with Isaac Espinoza. Isaac would like to thank our readers for the surplus of edible arrangements sent to our publishing house. There was so much fruit that several birds actually nested in the pineapple and flew off with fruit. If you see a bird flying around Fox Rose with a chocolate-covered strawberry on a skewer, please catch the perpetrator and return the strawberry to Isaac at our publishing house. For our directory, please press zero or remain on the line. Dialing. Aster Yujang. Aster Yujang, Stars and Recreation Department. How goes your night? I woke up two hours ago and I still haven't been able to get back to sleep. Ooh, brutal. Wide awake? I am now. Mind is a whirring. More or less. Bored as hell. Out of my mind. Sounds about right. So, what's on your horizon? Horoscopes? Constellation spotting? Alien invasions? Surprise me. That shouldn't be hard. Did you know that the first Star Wars movie was banned from Fox Rose Theater? Wait, what? Locals reported that ever since the movie started playing in their small one-room cinema back in the 70s, it caused the streetlights to flicker in Morse code about an imminent black hole that was going to swallow up our solar system. Aliens were offended that their secrets were being spilt on Earth, so they were going to wipe the evidence until the town cinema took it down and teased them. How do the aliens know Morse code? Well, why wouldn't they? Crop circles are no longer economical. So are you saying that Princess Leia and Han Solo are real? Eve K on the Almo Day. Sorry? Foxers hasn't shown a Star Wars movie in theater ever since for a reason. Are you a local or not? Well, I, I moved here when I was 12. Your education has thus been pitiful. Aliens have their eye on Foxers. I thought you just said they were watching Pluto. I'm talking about aliens, not Andromeda. Our town's geography is 78% compatible with UFO landing hubs. It does show how humanitarian the aliens are that they are willing to stalk us a little first before crushing us all into dust under their parking spaceships. 
As long as we don't watch Star Wars, yeah, I'd say that's pretty generous of them. If you had the powers of electromagnetic waves and other worldly lasers at your disposal and didn't use them yet despite having no legal repercussions, I would say that was pretty generous. Or just moral? Do you know the dynamics of alien morality? Are you defending aliens? Yes. Does our morality come from religion and books, or do religion and books photograph snippets of our morality? Maybe you need to sleep. <laughs> of course I do. Questions keep me up for four nights straight so far. Once, a question about the meaning of mountain goats kept me up for three weeks. Things get intense here at the Almanac. Clearly. I have concluded that the meaning of the mountain goat is relative to the meaning of the mountain. After all, what makes a mountain goat a mountain goat is the mountain. But if a mountain goat roams the mountain without ever being seen by anyone, are they in the mountains at all? I don't really... The conclusion, of course, is that they are in the mountains, because the world does not revolve around human knowledge in order for it to function. There can be fairies on the sun, but we can't stare at the surface too long before our retinas shrivel up. But that wouldn't change the fact that fairies are on the sun and cause a hell of a burn to our more pale friends, like Katrina in the art department. Fairies haven't... So if a mountain goat is only a mountain goat because of the place where it lives, would we as humans become more or less significant if our town was 30 miles to the west? Foxgrove might have been Algrove, which thankfully we're not, but if we were 30 miles to the west, then aliens would have landed on Earth by now, since we would no longer be in the way, and we would either be enslaved by the alien fleet, or at war with them, or adopted into their intergalactical empire, where we would be colonized and slowly incorporated into their society. We might not be humans anymore. We could be designated as Earthlings, or Type 928AE, or even aliens in their point of view. We might not be humans at all if it weren't for Fox Rose being right off Exit 82. Oh. Exactly. I, I mean, it, that's quite a lot. Of course, it all hinges on what the essence of alien morality is. That alone would determine if, had Fox Rose not settled in this little valley, we would be Type 928 AE, or Earthlings, or Aliens. If they have no qualms wiping us all out in one swoop or harvesting our natural resources under the guise of a new government, or if they were trying to convert us to their religion. If all that is preventing them from landing on Earth is because Fox Rose is in the way, then maybe they wouldn't annihilate us given the chance. Or their technology is only capable of making planet landings in lush valleys, and at our exact coordinate. There are so many ways something won't happen. The possibilities of the lack of possibilities are endless. Oh, don't I know Do you it. know how many ways a taxi cab won't lose control and accidentally hit you in your phone booth? No one ever said anything about me being in a phone Approximately booth. Approximately 1,729 ways. I'm... you just made that up. Give me between one and that. 438. On the way to assassinate you because the cabbie was paid off by the Russian government because of your inadvertent connections to the mafia because of your milk bottle that you left on your doorstep, the cab's tire blows and they lose control, sending a veneering off into the canal. 92. This call loses connection. Frustrated, and you are all out of quarters, you leave the phone booth, just in time, before a cabbie's son, slightly intoxicated after stealing his parents' cab for the night, crashes into a light post. Well, does he die? He could. Said intoxicated kid could have accidentally forgotten to clip a seatbelt. Or the impact hurts his neck and causes long-lasting repercussions. But if he crashed into me? Well, a glass phone booth isn't necessarily hardy. But it's not made of paper, either. You both might die. Well, it sounds like if I don't die, someone else in a cab would. Or there is no cab. That's number one. You just never asked for it. Two, a cab passes you easily. Three, a cab nearly hits you, but it breaks just in time. Four... Okay, I get it. The stars are not in position for you to get hit by a cab.
but you can't even see them tonight. That doesn't mean they aren't in any position. Well, are you a horoscope channel or an alien watch channel? I'm the Stars and Recreation Department. I tell you about the constellations and the planets and about some looming black holes. I don't need to mull around on how insignificant I am in the backdrop of stars tonight, thanks. Oh, no. You're one of those nihilists, aren't you? Excuse me? Insignificant in the backdrop of stars? Are you Calvin and Hobbes or something? What is that supposed to mean? You look at the miracle that is a flaming ball of hot gas millions of light years away that conduct gravitational pools that somehow set our world into the motion that it is in, and your conclusion is your own insignificance. I, I wasn't inviting you to continue talking about this. How much more significant is a ball of hot gas that may or may not have fairies on it some light years away from us? If something makes us less significant the farther away something is from us, I should imagine that if I chucked a baseball, I wouldn't be worried about it threatening my sense of self. Is it too late for me to say I was just joking? Oh, far too late. It's called self-deprecation. Fatalist humor. You know how fatalist humor works. Yes. An inside joke that no one actually finds funny. But, but you just dismissed my only sense of humor. I'm not sorry. Don't blame the stars for your lack of self-esteem. Aliens might be very sensitive. Otherwise, what makes us significant is the fact that Fox Road isn't 30 miles to the west of us. And according to you, that's what makes us human. According to me, it's what makes us the word human. How a mountain goat is a quote-unquote mountain goat is because of the mountain, but it's always going to be a goat. Then what makes us human? I haven't not slept enough nights to figure that one out yet. Maybe it is what we experience, or what we do, or what we do not do. To be human is not to catch flies with an elongated tongue for nourishment. That would be what it means to be a frog. What do humans do that can make them significantly human? To love? We don't know that. And there are plenty of people out there who haven't experienced love. Maybe they were raised in a basement and don't know what other people are. To help? There's a whole industry of seeing-eye dogs that do just that, and they aren't humans. To travel into space? Like us. Oh, right. To laugh at a joke you still remember. To suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. To take arms against the sea of trouble and by opposing end them. To die. To sleep. <laughs> I guess that makes us aliens. Why stars? I don't know. We sort of destroyed our planet as it is. It's nice to look at something that we can't touch. Well, give us a century and I'm sure we'll find a way to screw them up. What are you going to do? Fight the sun? Well, if there are fairies on it, why not? They'll whoop your ass. I won't let them. You'll lose. Thanks for that vote of confidence. To be human is to lose a fight against the sun. To fail. To believe that's a sign of failure. I messed up. How do you know it was you? Because I was right there. I, I was right there and I could do something and I was expected to do something out of nature or goodness or morality and, and I don't and then the entire world changes and the world falls apart. There are 1,729 ways that the entire world would Yeah, and none of them happened. And I bet you that about two-thirds of those damn 1729 statistic probability whatevers of yours had something to do with me getting off my arse and doing something, and I didn't. All I had to do was pick up the phone. Just once I could have picked up that phone, and he'd still answer me now. You didn't ask for any of this. Have you ever watched a nature documentary? I'm sorry, what? 
Planet Earth, or something narrated by David Attenborough. They always have some sort of moment where you see an animal starving to death, or about to rip a fluffy smaller animal to shreds, or an animal that's stuck in quicksand, or is drowning, or caught in a web. It's maddening to watch and feel helpless. And then you're screaming at the photographer like you're watching a football game. Like, why aren't you doing anything? Sure, it wouldn't make a difference to Mother Nature if you saved a baby muskox from being eaten by wolves. Or if you plucked a bat stuck in its own guano out from being eaten alive by cockroaches. But you still would rather see, in that moment, on your television screen, the only mountain goat you'll ever see in your entire life escape with its life. But those filmmakers don't get in the way. They can't. But that's disturbing nature. That's completely not what I'm talking about. Mm, let me finish. Even if they wanted to, they couldn't. They're actually 600 meters away from the animals, or something like that, using one hell of a lens. They're using cameras that are robot-controlled, and they're sitting in a helicopter. A polar bear would crush their skull if they intervened. The documentary was edited in a way that you, what you're seeing isn't actually what happened. Life is very heavily edited, and we only see about 84 years of it at best, and only one-sixth billionth of the whole story. There simply may be nothing that could have been done. You have reached the voicemail inbox of... Aster Yujang. Let's assume that the multiverse theory is real. Or do we need to assume? Maybe it's happening right now. An entirely parallel universe where all of your dreams are true. Both the daydreams and the worst fears. Listen, I've been up for four nights straight. In a universe that is not your own, you took the southwest-bound train to other desert cities the week before your boyfriend would propose to you. You get off only when you reach a town you cannot spell off the top of your head, and you ignore the buzzing of your cell phone in your back pocket as you sit in a rustic coffee shop and finally start the novel you had always dreamt of reading. In another universe that is not your own, you fling your arms around your now fiancé, who is not a manipulative, two-faced, shallow pool of labradoodle urine on the wood floor, and say yes, only for the both of you to end up on the run from vigilantes who mistook you for bandits. In another universe that is not your own, you are allergic to red meat. In another universe, you are a platypus. You are a platypus, or a mountain goat, or a fairy on the sun that may or may not exist in whichever universe you happen to be in. There is a world where you do not understand words, and do not feel complex emotions, only hunger and sleep, and sometimes fear for your life. There are creatures in existence who do not mourn, and do not loathe. But of course, you are stuck with the universe in which you feel everything. Actually, come with me for a second. Let's see that for ourselves. Wow. Go on, go outside. Step out your front door, stick your head out the window, and just look up for a second. Andromeda is still looking good in that little dipper. Isn't it weird that constellations are always around us? The sun just steals the spotlight at the time, but afterwards we get this. Lacy diamond designer necklace in the sky. And they're farther away from me than I can ever comprehend that distance. 
The most distance I can really comprehend is driving from Fox Rose to Seattle. Stars only look perfect because we make shapes and stories out of them. Otherwise, they look like God sneezed and sent his spittle flying all over a computer screen. These flaming balls of gas don't make us less significant. We are the ones who assign meaning to them. I wonder if you could see another universe from here. Right here, we've got about 10 to the power of 82 atoms that make up our entire universe. But there are 10 to the power of 5.3 times 10 to the power of 170 moves in a game of Go. From here to the farthest star, we can't see. There is a 19 by 19 grid of a simple game of Go. Maybe all our multiple universes are simply games of Go stacked on top of one another. How can we squeeze everything we've known and done and learned about anything there is to learn about on a small wooden board and M&M-sized black and white pieces? There are 1,729 different ways something can or cannot happen for everything that you do and choice that you make. There are 1,729 Go boards for everything that happens to you. Sounds like a lot, but... 1,729 is actually the smallest number expressed by the sum of two positive cubes in two different ways, which puts everything into perspective. 1,729 is also one of four numbers where if you add up each digit, so 1 plus 7 plus 2 plus 9 equals 19, and then multiply it by its reverse number, 19 multiplied by 91, you will get the product of 1,729. 1,729 has its own parallel universe, and combined together, it becomes exactly the same thing. What happens if two parallel universes combine? What will it perfectly even out to be? Will you be in the Southwest writing your potential Nobel Literature Prize-winning poem? Will you be running from the law? Is this the universe, or is this the reciprocal universe? I could never wrap my head around math. That's why I was placed head of the Stars and Recreation Department. Because I could not make any sense out of them, so at the very least, I will never be bored of them. I will constantly ask why and how and what, and please repeat that again, wondering if space follows the Fibonacci sequence, or if that only applies to living organisms. And if that's the case, then why does life beget life in a perfect pattern? Or is it a perfect pattern because it occurs as such in nature? When we talk about finding planets, we determine if they might have life by whether or not they could possibly house water. That's to say that aliens, however odd or extraterrestrial, cyborg-like, or organic, or heavenly spirits, have biologies that exist in the same way as our earthly ones. That their phospholipids need to be hydrophobic on one end and hydrophilic on the other, or that the breakdown of hydrogen from oxygen will be needed on planets where plants may or may not function on photosynthesis. That there isn't a life form that we have never yet studied. So in an alternate universe, would science look the same at all? Would we run on water, or would there be a new chemistry that makes living creatures run on diamonds? Maybe there could be a world where wolves can also be herbivores, and nothing would have to run for its life or be eaten. In another world. Does mathematics still follow the same sort of perfect natural pattern in an alternative universe? Or does its alternative, by sheer nature of being alternative, mean that math is different? What if one universe's Fibonacci sequence is 1, 1, 4, 6, 7, etc.? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. If two rabbits pair up the first month, then there is only one pair. On the second month, the female gives birth to a pair, and then there are two. Then the next month, the second pair is still too young, so the first pair gives birth to more rabbits, and then there are three pairs. 
Then the fourth month, the first two pairs are able to breathe, and then there are five. Can an alternate universe where everything is different still have the same mass? How can something always be the same in a theory where everything is different? In an alternate universe, you could be a dragon that could live in the hot, hydrogen-heavy star with no oxygen. You could be the dancer that she dreamed of being but were too afraid to take the lessons. You could be in a universe where you are so much closer to saving that mountain goat from that wolf, and it could have made a difference. There is nothing you could have done. Only the universe that changes and morphs with each new go board that could have changed anything. Maybe it isn't your fault. In another universe, you would be asleep. Good night, my gypsum flowers. The Insomniac's Almanac is written by Anna Chen with character concepts by Anna Chen and Molly Miklos. Voice talent is by Justin Fritz and Caroline Bayless. Music by Lobo Loco and Kevin MacLeod. Can't sleep? Want to contribute to the event of the week? Email us at insomniacsalmanac at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at iAlmanacPodcast. Or check out our website at insomniacsalmanac.weebly.com for updates. If you would like to subscribe, in other words, make a donation, please click the donate button and make all our daydreams come true. Thanks for listening.